Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's episode, we are talking about PMS and PMDD. I'm sure you're asking, what in the world are those acronyms? We're about to get into that. By the end of this episode, you are going to have a better understanding as to what exactly is the difference and what symptoms to look for. This is the fifth episode on learning about the menstrual cycle. Before we get started, I am super excited to announce a little project I've been working on. I am now offering intimacy coaching calls. To snag your free 20-minute call to help improve your intimacy, go to intimacy.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. I cannot wait to connect with you. So I am sure many of you have experienced PMS symptoms. So what is PMS? PMS stands for premenstrual syndrome, and the American Academy of Gynecology, or ACOG as we call it, states that a diagnosis of PMS includes having one physical change and one psychiatric change that causes dysfunction in social, academic, or work performance. Now, these symptoms must be cyclic and happening with each menstrual cycle. The symptoms occur during the luteal phase, which um, if you remember back to a couple episodes ago, that is going to be your phase between ovulation and the start of your menses or your menstrual cycle. Now, if you are having severe PMS with five symptoms, it is called premenstrual dysphoria disorder, PMDD. It is reported that 80% of women have some type of physical or psychiatric symptom during their luteal phase. However, most do not report significant impairment of their daily life. About 12% of women have diagnosed PMS, and about 1.3 to 5.2% of women have PMDD. Women with PMS have higher rates of work absence, higher medical expenses, and lower health-related quality of life. Now, you're probably wondering, what exactly are these physical and psychiatric changes? So let's talk about that. Some of the psych changes that can occur can be anger outbursts, anxiety, confusion, depression, irritability, and social withdrawal. Some of the physical or somatic symptoms that you can experience would be abdominal bloating, breast tenderness or swelling, headaches, joint or muscle pain, swelling of the extremities, and weight gain. Now, it's not really understood why some women have PMS symptoms and others don't. There are some studies that show maybe the changes in estrogen and progesterone levels trigger those symptoms, but um, there's not really any truly understood reason. Now, something that's really going to help you is to record your symptoms and track them. There are a ton of good apps out there. There's a Fitbit app. There is the In the Flow app. A bunch of different symptoms or uh, different apps out there to help you track your periods which can help you identify your uh, fertile window. They also can help you track your PMS symptoms, which can be really helpful for getting that diagnosis of PMS or PMDD and help with sharing that with your provider. Now, to get that diagnosis of PMS or PMDD, the symptoms do need to occur during the luteal phase. 
And the symptoms typically are going to resolve shortly after menstruation or menses starts. They also need to interfere with normal activities. So um, those are some questions that your doctor is going to be asking to help get that diagnosis. Now, before we go any further, I do want to remind you that this podcast is not medical advice, and the goal of this podcast is to raise awareness of conditions affecting women, help start conversations among women, and give them confidence to start that conversation with their medical provider. So with that, there are a variety of ways to treat PMS in PMDD, one of which is to suppress ovulation with hormonal birth controls. So that can help with those hormonal, uh, hormonal shifts. However, some women who are on birth control, it's going to enhance um, some other symptoms. So something to keep in mind. Another um, medication that can be used is one that affects the concentration of neurotransmitters. So like an SSRI, that serotonin selective reuptake inhibitor, the antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication. Something else that I found very interesting is calcium supplementation. So there was a study that showed a 50% reduction in symptoms after three months of use with calcium. So that could be really helpful, potentially. The other alternative to maybe try would be a vitamin D supplementation. However, the studies with vitamin D supplementation have been small and really more research needs to be done. Another supplement that there is some research about is vitamin B6, and that has been shown to improve mostly the psychological symptoms, so the mood swings, um, kind of the that side. Some other supplements that I have seen recommended are magnesium and vitamin E. So outside of supplements, something else that you can consider is lifestyle and diet changes. So getting 30 minutes of aerobic exercise, avoiding caffeine and alcohol, having a diet that is reduced fat, salt, and sugar intake can all help. Some other diet changes to consider are complex carbs and calcium-rich foods. And make sure you're getting enough sleep. So this is kind of a common thing that keeps coming up is diet and exercise. And I think that that's something super important to spend a little time on and Talk about how what you put into your body does affect you and keep that in mind. Um, I am a huge diet exercise pusher. Um, I was just posting about that on Instagram the other day and, you know, not, not everybody likes that. When it comes to my patients, I love to use diet and exercise whenever is possible. Some people want to do it, some don't. Um, but I strongly encourage that. You don't know uh, what little changes you can make there can make a huge difference impact on your quality of life. Now, some other non-medical things that you can try would be yoga, acupuncture, meditation, breathing exercises, massage. So yes, go get that yoga membership and go treat yourself to a massage. I am giving you permission. Um, I am a huge fan of self-care. I love it. So um, strongly encourage other women to make sure you're getting your self-care in and uh, taking care of yourself with all these different things. So hopefully this podcast gave you some ideas to help you improve your PMS symptoms and help you start that conversation with your provider to get you the right diagnosis and help you um, 
hopefully improve everything. So this podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones, offering top bath and beauty products and relationship enhancement items. Check out the link in the bio to start shopping today. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.